Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis, oh Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning and welcome to Talk Money. Talk Money is about health insurance, stocks, bonds, retirement, estate planning, and insurance. It's everything financial. Our guests bring their insights and perspectives about their topics of expertise. And you don't want to miss today's program. Not at all. Economic growth continues to be decent, and stock prices have been climbing, but many investors, you know, it's kind of ironic. You listen, you listen, you talk to people. Investors continue to approach the markets with skepticism and uncertainty, and with that, that really remains kind of a bullish sign. And with that in mind, as long as corporate earnings continue to improve, we believe that current equity bull market should continue. But we always tell you, keep your politics out of your investments. Today's program is lined. I mean, we have got a guest today. You don't want to miss this. It is a program that we're excited about. As you know, on about once a quarter, we feature a nonprofit organization here in the city that's having an impact in our city. This one you will not want to miss. I mean, I have been seeing this, talking to this lady. She's from Louisiana, but you'll find out she's been all over the world, and she will tell us a lot about ARC Farms, a nonprofit community outreach program. You won't want to miss this, guys. It's talking about chainsaws, ARC welding, cutting PVC pipe, but most important, it's about kids and adults that need help. You'll want to really stay tuned for that. In the second half of the program, little Trace McClendon is going to talk about leaving a legacy, about how do you put all that together? What are you doing? And you get through playing Monopoly in life, you got to put it all back in the box. So what are you going to do? She's going to tell us how to leave a legacy. So stay with us. we got more coming. You're listening to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and we are jam-packed for the program today. So don't walk away. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs. It's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Latrice McLean is a registered representative, and Jim Shoemaker is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Secure and Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. 
And welcome back. This portion of Talk Money is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. We want to thank the people at uh, Mac Bailey's Law Firm. Appreciate him and all the staff, what they do, and uh, thank them for being one of our co-sponsors. Well, we've got a program. Let me tell you, I introduced it as being a southern Louisiana cotton farmer young lady that knows what she's doing, but the reality is we want to make sure that she's going to tell us all about what she's doing here in Memphis to have an impact on our city. As you know, we talk about those ministries that we feel are having really a strong, directed impact to what we need in our city, and this is really dealing with young people, adults, all of those that have come out of some kind of a situation, trauma, whatever you want to call it, this is what we're talking about today. The Place Ark Farms, it is in the Bartlett Arlington area, and our executive director is Abby Mawong, and I want to make sure that we introduce you, uh, and did I say it right? Yes, you did. Thank you. I'm (laughs) grateful to be here. Well, you know, I'm excited about this because this is a program, as I talked about it with you, and as Francis was helping me understand more about it, and of course, we have to go back to a particular person uh, that introduced us, and he, you know, he's a very dear friend of mine, and uh, Mr. Moore. That's right. And uh, Bill Moore has been, I've known him for a long time, and of course he's one of your, uh, I believe, it's directors. Or yeah, he's on our you, board. On your board. And uh, I appreciate him putting it together, and uh, as more I find out about it, what we like on this program, you know, we talk about money, and we talk about finances, but we like to know those places in our city that is really having an impact and making things happen. Because bottom line is, we have to if we're going to if we're going to play this game of living in a city, we've got to give back to the city and participate. And that's exactly what you're doing. That's right. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. All right, tell me what Ark Farms, and that's I just you know I mean Ark. I get it. Ark. I can get that. You know the big Ark. I just came back from Kentucky a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, like fact, the last weekend visiting the ark and was impressed. Does the ark, what you're talking about, that have anything to do with ARK? Is that it? So it really does. Um, incidentally, our children's names are Anna, Ruth, and Cabot, so um, that they really are their, our kids' initials. But one of the things that's important about ARK Farms is, is that it's a place where do-overs happen. And the ark that you're talking about, just biblically speaking, is like God's great do-over. He yes. said, I've created the world and hey, some things are not working out so well. And it's like when you're playing that video game and you reach over and you push the reset button and you get to start all over again. And that's what we are. We're a place where people who've had adverse life experiences, who've really had something that set them back, can come over and be re-empowered and reconnected. You told me disempowered, disenfranchised, disconnected. I mean, this is, this is you know, a lot of people. It is. And Memphis is full of them. And the reality is that people are disempowered for different reasons. Sometimes that is related to poverty or lack of access. But sometimes being disempowered is being babysat by electronics, being pushed to success at a very young age or being overscheduled. And one of the challenges is that when we are disempowered, we lose our confidence to connect with the people around us. We lose our courage to be able to be a part of our community, and we lose our sense of meaningfulness. And because of that, we fail to thrive. 
Is there an age limit? Is there, you know, how old do I have to be to get to Arc Farm? Because we're going to talk about what Arc Farms is in a minute. I mean, right. I'm excited, but but really, is there an age? Can I be? What's my minimum age? Six, seven, ten, fifteen? What? We don't have a minimum age for people who need to come to the farm. We found restoration in families um, who've come with their young children, even from as far as Michigan, um, who have come where they had a domestic uh, abuse situation and. Young children, and I think these were as young as 6, 8, and 11 years old, uh, came to the farm because they could not sleep through the night. And after having been there for two days and going through just a really quick family program, they were able to go back to school. And three weeks later, we got a response from the mother that they had started sleeping through the night, had stopped wetting the bed. You know, we don't think about this, but yesterday I was uh, praying with a young man and that uh, has two 10-year-old twins. Mm. And it was shocking to me. There is some issues in the family. There's a divorce. There's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff. We don't have to get into the details of what's causing this disenfranchised, disempowered, disconnected mentality. But he told me that one of his 10-year-old daughters was that threatening suicide. Right. And he was devastated. That's it, really prevalent right now. When people feel disempowered and they don't find any hope or any courage, what the psychology world would call resiliency, mm. um, when they don't have that hope, that that belief that something good can happen to me or I can affect change in my own life, then they do start doing things that are self-harming. Quite often you see young people who are cutting or who are talking about or writing about suicide. And it has become a, not just a fascination in the young culture, but it's become what they consider their only way out. All right. We've set the stage. We've said who are the people we're talking about. But now... This is not a—I mean, we're talking about 53 acres dedicated to what? You talked about the restoration. I, I love the thought. I can see the ark. Your logo is perfect, two hands together with a tree coming out of it. Right. Ark, A-R-K, farms. I, I get the word farms, so tell me what's going on on this 53 acres. So what's great about a farm is that it's a great atmosphere for growing life. We have horses, donkeys, chickens, ducks, cats, and the occasional turkey. Um, all of the animals on the farm who weren't born there are rescue animals. So every part of the farm is a part of restoration that needs to take place. So when people come to the farm, our participants are not the project. That's one of the challenges in a lot of programs is that in order to be in the program, you have to identify something's wrong with me, which is demeaning enough. They're already at a, a, a lower space. So when they come to the farm, they actually are coming to work in restorative practices with a rescue animal or to help working with Mr. Bill Moore. Uh, he teaches land and water conservation, and um, he's brilliant at it. And we also work to teach them to take materials and restore them and to make them can be metal or PVC or wood and to turn them into something useful on the farm, maybe a chicken ladder, or help build a coop or restore a fence. And by doing these practices, they become empowered to do good for something other than themselves. And that paradigm shift seems to really help them move into a place of confidence and wanting to do good in their community. You know, you said this, and if you just tuned in, I want to make sure you know who you're talking with. This is Abby Malwung. She is the executive director of ARC Farms. It's 54 acres out in the Bartlett, Arlington area. And uh, it's for it's for people that need to understand, or maybe they've gone through some type of a trauma. They're disempowered, disenfranchised, disconnected, 
It's got ponds and trails and horses and donkeys and, as you said, occasionally a turkey, whatever. But really, you're talking about the fact that the person that ends up there, and usually it's said a family with three kids or whatever, they've ended up and they're not the project. That's right. You're going to give them a project. They're going to be empowered to do something. And as you said, it could be as simple as working on a chicken coop. Or as complex as doing water conservation with Bill Moore. That's right. And so, for example, we took in a rooster yesterday. Um, He was, uh, a lady called and said, I have this rooster. I can't keep him. And I was told that he can come to Ark Farm. So we took him in. And the problem was he was a rooster in the city of Memphis, which is not allowed. And the police had been hunting this rooster. you got to get rid of this rooster. <laughs> and um, the reason that the people who had hatched the rooster would not take him back is because he's got a rye tail or a crooked tail. And so he wasn't pretty enough to put in bird shows or to put in. And so the lady said, how could you how could this be beneficial on the farm? I said, are you kidding me? I want you to think about it. This animal is um, a little bit different, looks funny, rejected, unwanted. The neighbors don't want him around and the police are after him. That's every participant I've ever had on the farm. Kids or people who can come out and identify with this animal will in their mind or in their heart adopt them and say, I want to do something for this rooster. This rooster really matters to me. And so we say, okay, what do you think is a solution to one of the challenges we have on the farm? Here are some of the materials you have to work with. Let me teach you how to use this power tool. So we turn kids loose with hatches, axes, and power tools. And yes, we supervise them, but they learn how to mine themselves for valuable assets. And then they learn how to work together with groups to mine others and say, all right, listen, I think you have a great idea Let's get Tony over there to help us do some problem solving. And, oh, hey, we got a friend up here who can cut some PVC pipe for us. And they learn how to work together. What if we could do that in Memphis? Wouldn't that be amazing for our community? Be amazing. Let me tell you what's going on. Ark Farms, you're invited to the Family Farm Day. Horses, horse rides, donkey petting, paddle boats, rope swings, guided trail walks, baby chicks, ducks, feedings, and much, much more. It is October the 14th from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. That's the Ark Farms. It's in Covington, Oton Covington Pike Road. Uh, here's a telephone number for you. We'll keep it here at the station, 334-7225, or just go online at abby at cometothefarm.org. I love it, cometothefarm.org. Now, you know, you're a southern girl from Louisiana, Monroe, Louisiana, That's right. cotton farmer girl. I grew up on a farm, too. I take that for granted. You know, I mean, I took it. I was driving a tractor at 10. Right. I fell off of a tractor at 11. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what's wrong with me today. But, uh, you know, that was kind of the standard. I mean, I, I was walking behind my dad in a mule with mules, you know, a long time ago wow. when I was about three, you know. So, I mean, it's that it's that culture that we grew up that if you're born in the inner city, you have no clue what I'm talking about. That's right. And not even just the inner city. I don't know if you've realized how much we've become electronics dependent. A lot of times I'll see people even in a restaurant across the table from one another and everyone's looking down at their device and no one's having conversation anymore. So the great thing about the farm is it is a terrible place for cell phones. And um, because you can't plug into a tree and it's probably going to get stepped on by a horse. So we recommend that everyone either leaves theirs at home or puts them up in the tack room. And so um, when people are at the farm, they get to learn these things that you're talking about, the value of work, real work ethic. It's hard to get a kid to work even for a dollar or a dime, because a lot of times their their mindset is what's in it for me. 
But I will have a group of young people, and just recently had a group from uh, Innovation Church out in uh, Frazier, and they came out to the farm and had 15 to 17-year-old guys, about 10 of them, cleaning muck out of the stalls of the barn. If you don't know what muck is, use your imagination. (laughs) It smells. And so the chickens and the horses are in there overnight. So they they cleaned the muck out of the um, the stalls in the barn, and they had so they were so excited. At first, the boy came back to me and said, "Ma'am, is this good enough?" And I said, "Well, let me tell you what the challenge is: the baby chicks in this stall cannot get up to a high place because they can't they can't fly yet. They can't roost, so they have to walk around in and breathe the fumes of whatever you leave. But you do what you want to do." And so I left. When I came back, it was literally swept clean. I mean, the dirt was shining. And then after that, when the day was over, the guys were so excited. And they said, ma'am, can we come back tomorrow and clean the barn again? I said, I'm sorry, it won't be dirty enough. (laughs) But to have these kids from Frazier come out and say, I want to clean the muck out of the stalls, they didn't get paid a dime. But they rescued these baby chicks from having to breathe in these awful yeah. fumes, and it changed the way they perceive the value of their efforts. How did you guys get started? I mean, Sal, I want to tell you, he, you know, I mean, just put you two together, and uh, the picture, it, it, it doesn't quite fit. He's from New Zealand. That's right. And uh, you're from South Louisiana, Monroe. Right. So tell us the story. So my husband is a Samoan Chinese guy from New Zealand, and we worked together in the 96 Olympic Games working security. And nothing in our in our story is normal. Um, so having met on the mission field, doing a mission for Youth with a Mission back then, um, we continued after we got married, we continued doing missions work and actually moved back here from New Zealand. Uh, we had done a, uh, three years in New Zealand, Samoa, and Australia. And when we moved to Memphis, we thought, God, is this a trick? Um, you know, because it's just such a change from <laughs> from New Zealand. But... It ended up being such an incredible blessing. Uh, When we came back here, I was diagnosed with um, Chiari malformation type 1, which is a condition whereby my brain had fallen out of my head, and you can't make this stuff up. So um, I had to have emergency brain surgery, and I was told by the doctor that if I survive surgery, um, they gave me three weeks to live, and they said if I survive surgery, I would never walk or talk again. And so here I am. You're doing pretty I'm good. Doing all, I'm, I feel like Minnie Pearl. I'm just happy to be here. That's right. And so after that, uh, and my daughter had had a, um, a traumatic event when she was five years old overseas and uh, had been attacked. And so we had walked through PTSD therapy, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, same as warriors get in Afghanistan. And one of the um, processes that they used to help restore her as such a young child was equine therapy. And that's where we were introduced to it. And so we walked for years through equine therapy. And when we moved to Memphis, they connected us with another farm, Old West Special Trails, fantastic nonprofit. And we just love them. And they really helped to restore her once she got here. And her doctor and psychologist and psychiatrist just said, get her on a horse. You know, that really is helpful. So all of us got involved. And um, when I went through my brain surgery and really just felt like a lump, totally not useful, totally not meaningful, incredibly disempowered. All of a sudden, I am out there on this farm, and I experience this horse breathing next to my Mm. face, and I know that I matter. And um, so we hadn't started our farm at that point until a couple years later when my husband, suddenly finding out he was going to lose his job, went ahead and had some routine routine tests done and found out that he had a thymoma, a, a tumor under his breastbone the size of his fist. 
And the only way to get it out was to saw them open with open heart surgery and to remove it. And we thought, okay, God, what, what do you want to do with this? There's a lot going on here. And the next information we had was by the land. We didn't know where land was. And we found this spot on the internet that said 0.25 acres in Bartlett. And we said, we don't want that. But it was one of those things where you just couldn't go to sleep and it just kept pulling on your gut. And you said, okay, fine, I'll click on it. And it was a misprint. It was a typo in the ad page. When I clicked on it, it was 54.25 acres, which is now Ark Farms. And so everything that we do at the farm has been birthed out of our experience of being restored and being recovered. And when we moved our horses from Old West uh, to back to Ark Farms, they actually gave us some horses that were really just too hard to deal with and some unwanted animals. And they said, look, we can't deal with this horse is nuts. Can you take her? Maybe she'll be a companion on your farm. And people would come and work with this wild horse and be restored. And we said, aha, there's something to this. Right. That's, that is a story. When we come back, she is going to talk to us about Patty. Now, Patty's not the, the lady's name. It's been changed, but she's going to tell us a story about a 14-year-old and the impact of that 14-year-old's life and what ARC Farms was able to do. So stay with us. You're listening to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker, your host. My guest is Latrice McLean, which will be up in a few minutes. But we're talking right now with Abby Mawong, and she is going to continue to tell us the story of ARC Farms, specifically about Patty. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Be sure to like us on Facebook to search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. You're listening to Talk Money. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, as you know, we often focus and highlight some ministry here in the city. You know, this is talk money. We do talk money during talk money. But occasionally, and this is usually once a quarter, we focus a ministry that we feel like is having an impact in our city. And we are focused today with ARC Farms, a nonprofit community and outreach uh, foundation or uh, not-for-profit. And uh, they are a farm. And they have funding needs. They're a 501c3 uh, corporation, and you need to know that they're like anybody else. It's a ministry that they're working through, and uh, whether they're uh, growing a crop or not, they're not. They're growing kids and adults and families that need some help, and they need for you to be sensitive to their needs and make a gift. You can do that by contacting Abby at cometothefarm.org or just simply call her at 334 7225 324 7225. They're located at 5231 Covington Pike Road, and you can GPS them and uh, give them a call, I'm sure, because they have a Come to the Farm Day, a Family Farm Day, Saturday, October the 14th, from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. It's a hot dog, s'mores, an open fire. It's a fall afternoon. You'll have a great time. Horse rides, donkey petting, paddle boats, rope swings, guided trail walks. Hey, it's a farm. Come to the farm. That's the reason. It's a family farm day. And I do really want to say that if you're interested in what's going on in your city and how people, ministries are having an impact in your city, you need to pay attention 
and listen to what we're talking about today, because this ministry, this involvement with people are having an impact in your city. So funding needs are there. You can contact Abby at 901-334-7225, 901-324-7225, Abby and Sal Mawang. That's right. I'm doing good with that. You're great. I mean, you know, it's a tricky was, name. Hey, I practiced for 30 minutes. You know, <laughs> that's exactly what I did. So, but now, Abby, let's talk about this. I, I introduced this before we took the break. A young lady, her name is not pa- uh, not Patty. Correct. Uh, but uh, she's a 14-year-old that ended up at the farm. And uh, talk a little bit about that. So Patty came uh, this summer as a youth intern, and we run internships for young people we, that were designed actually by young people. Our advisory council is made up of 11 to 17-year-olds. So instead of asking professionals in the arena what young people need, we ask young people what young people need. And they said, we don't want another summer camp. We want an internship. We want community service hours, and we want a letter of recommendation so we can get a job one day. So we started these internships, and kids come out, and they learn every skill on the farm. We put them on a tractor. They ride a horse. They care for large and small animals. They learn to build things. They learn to weld because that's a necessary skill on the farm. And so Patty came out with a group, and um, when she came at first, I was very aware that Patty was— she was very confident with her physical assets and drawing attention to herself. And sometimes she had wanted and unwanted attention because of how beautiful she is. And so when she was at the farm, uh, it was really kind of interesting to watch her kind of move from that to other interests, like actually riding the horse and learning the, to teach the horse how to move this way and that. Um, but by the end of the first week, it was time to learn some uh, heavier, hard skills. And she said, I want to weld. And so we said, great, no problem. And she sat with a group and began learning to how to handle the arc and how to tack weld and how to weld. Actually built some pieces of, of, uh, of furniture. And so she was really excited. And she said, I, this is incredible. Well, by the second or third day of the second week of internships, um, another group had come out to help. And I heard this call from the top of the hill, holler out, hey, where's Patty? And I was like, leave Patty alone. She's on a horse. And she heard the call and she's looking around and it said, we need some PVC pipe cut and we need some stuff welded together. And boy, did she sit up tall in that saddle. (laughs) I mean, her eyebrows, she said, I can go. I'll help them. And she dismounted the horse and went up the hill and started working on that project. Well, that was so exciting to me to see her engage in that way. And even later on that week, I saw her mining other people saying, hey, listen, come on. I know you know how to do this. I'll bring you in here. Let's get your safety glasses and your gloves, and I'll show you how to cut that piece of material. So later, as the school year started, I heard back from uh, another one of our participants that they had seen Patty, and she came up to him and said, you're not going to believe what happened this year. I was walking down the hall and a group of guys came up to me and they were trying to get my number and get in my business. And they're all kind of looking me up and down and they said, come on, we want to let's get connected. And she looked at him and she raised her eyebrows and she said, I think you've confused me for someone else. And they said, no, come on. You know, we remember us from last year. And she said, no, I think you confused me for the girl I used to be. I'm not that girl anymore. That's a big statement. That's huge. And if that can happen in her life, you know it's happening in others. Yeah, that's the key right there. This is Ark Farms. Abby Mawong, and she is executive director. 
That's a great story. Latrice, we were talking earlier. Let me introduce you. Latrice McLean with our office. She's a financial advisor, uh, former coach. And Latrice, you were talking about this during the break, uh, basketball coach. And uh, we were kind of going through this process of struggles and whatever can be happening. And you were telling us about something. That's a great story. Talk talk about that for us just a second. By the way, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Well, when I was coaching, I was um, I had the opportunity to coach a couple of young ladies and they were going through, their parents were going through a divorce. And I remember um, one of the young ladies, she was a freshman at the time, and her dad was just calling her and bugging her and crying, and and she was having to deal with, okay, am I on my mom's side or am I on my dad's side? And the same thing happened with the other young lady who I had uh, coached a few years later. And actually, this was, it started during the recruiting process, and um I remember her dad called me while I was recruiting in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and it's like, hey, Coach, do you really want my daughter? I'm like, we wanted her yesterday. Of course we want her. We offered her the scholarship, and it's still on the table. And uh, obviously mom and dad were not communicating, but it, it was a struggle for the kid to to make a decision. Okay, am I on mom's side or am I on my dad's side? And um, I remember recruiting another young lady who actually chose not to come and play for us because mom said, oh, I need you. I need you here with me. I'm going through divorce. Well, a year later, this young lady sends me an email. Coach McLean, can I come and play? Can I come to your school? Like, I'm sorry, it's too late. So big decisions like that, these parents, they put their kids through because of something that they're going through. It's, it's just really difficult and affects them long term. Pulls them apart, and that's the trauma. That's the disconnect. That's Because yeah. all of a sudden, they've got to make a choice. and. Mm-hmm. You know, Abby, that's what you've been talking about is how that can get so bent up in a child, whether they're teenagers at 18, 19, ready yeah. to go to college, or they're eight or nine years old, having had a traumatic experience at school or something like that. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to be talking about leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy. You have a legacy. And, you know, I talked about the whole idea of the fact that at the end of the day, you've played Monopoly and you put all the hotels and houses and little cars and the a little Scotty back in the box, and you're done. What's your legacy? We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990, Talk Radio for the Mid-South. We'll be right back. Have a question you'd like answered on the program? Email talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. It was said of Memphis philanthropist Robert Church that his word is as good as his bond. He was an incredible success story made all the more remarkable by his having been born a slave. During the race riot of 1866, Church was shot in his saloon and left for dead. But he recovered and resolved to remain in Memphis. Church used his own money to build the public park and auditorium on Bill Street, which became a major center of Memphis civic and cultural life. W.C. Handy was employed there for a time, and President Theodore Roosevelt visited the park in 1902. In 1906, Church founded the first African-American-owned bank in Memphis, and during the panic the next year, he avoided a run on his bank by placing bags of money in its windows. Throughout his years in Memphis, Church was the most active philanthropist in the city, saving church property from being seized 
and purchasing the first bonds issued by the city after it declared bankruptcy. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman, something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. You're listening to Talk Money. Life insurance products contain fees, such as mortality and expense charges, and may contain restrictions, such as surrender periods. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. It's been a great program thus far, and it continues to be. We have Latrice McLean is going to be talking to us about legacy. We've been talking with... Abby Malwong, and she has been talking about ARC Farms. I want to remind you one more time, Family Farm Day, October the 14th, 1 to 5. Uh, that is uh, at the farm, ARC Farms, and you do not want to miss that. It's just a great afternoon, 1 to 5. Come on, look at it. So find out how you can get involved. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But uh, horse riding, donkey petting, I mean, that's, you know, by the way, this is kind of fun stuff. If you haven't done this before, you ought to go out and uh, take a walk through the woods and uh, – you know, maybe spend some time with some baby chicks or do some duck feeding. It's a way to get people involved in God's created earth, and that's what you want to do. Get a little dirty. It wouldn't hurt you. Maybe do a little sweating on October the 14th, 1 to 5. Well, I'm just kidding. Maybe you go out and just walk, gently walk. Gil, you won't sweat. I know. No way. Hold on. I got it. No problem. All right. We're talking with Latrice McClendon. We're talking about leaving a legacy because, really, this program, the whole program today is about, you know, we play Monopoly all life. We put hotels and houses on our game board. We roll the dice. We keep functioning. We keep walking through that. We got our little Scotty, or maybe you like the shoe or whatever. That was always mine. Guess why? You never have to go there. Uh, But we had a great time playing the game. But at the end of the day, you put it all back in the box, and the box goes on the shelf, and somebody else gets to play. What's your legacy? So, Latrice, let's talk about that. I mean, what does it mean to leave a legacy today? What is that thought? Uh, Jim, think about it. Every day we're living, every day we're preparing for or we're working on the legacy that we're leaving. And that's transferring our values, our beliefs to not only our family, uh, which include assets as well, but to our families, to the community, to the world. And that's very important. How do you want people to remember you? To remember you, what do you want them to remember you as? You know that's so critical because you know I know when we mention the word legacy, mm-hmm. immediately. I mean, I do. Everybody else says, "Well, the philanthropist." You know, Robert yeah. Church. We just talked about him just a mm-hmm. few minutes ago with the Mid South History Moment. I mean, great guy, phenomenal guy, and he left a great legacy. And we talked a little bit about the struggles after him. But here's the thought: we have a tendency to think that you have to be extremely wealthy to leave a legacy. No. And that is not it at all of what we're talking about. You do not at all. I, I mean, 
Abby and Sal are leaving a legacy to their girls and to their son uh, with the farm. Uh, just, you know, how people are just getting this whole experience around uh, Memphis. Uh, someone that I think about that left a great legacy um, uh, to the world and to the sport of women's basketball is Pat Summit. Absolutely. If it wasn't for Pat Summit, I don't think I would have loved the game of uh, basketball as much as I did and as I still do. Um, uh, even though I chose to attend a better school than Tennessee. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, folks. Let's, Gil, we need to edit all of this. This is going to get into a real problem. This will be a problem. You know, when you pick up her phone, all you see is this Indian, Florida State, you know. Go ahead, Latrice. A- Abby, will, she'll agree with me with the color orange is not the prettiest color, right? <laughs> well, Lady Texter fan. <laughs> Leon Barmore left a legacy on women's basketball. Right. So people like that, people like my grandmother and my grandfather, who were big in the community, even though, yeah, he was a pastor and she was a pastor's wife, but just teaching us how important to have a strong prayer life, to serve people in the community. She loved helping the elderly. I love helping people and the elderly. So that that's that was important for me to build on as well. You know, we had talked about this, too, that people, parents want to leave uh, something to their children. I talked to a lot of parents and they, you know, they they go through this process and say, well, you say, what is your legacy? And immediately they think it's money. And, and that's OK. I mean, I'm all right mm-hmm. with that because we can in our business help someone who says, I want to leave my kids X number of dollars. And we could do that through life insurance. We show them how to do that. We can set that up for them. And that's true. But really, you're talking about not just money, mm-hmm. but core values, belief systems. That's what your grandparents left you. They did. And, and you're right. That's just foundational stuff on what has made me who I am today. And it's helping me grow on on top of that. Well, I think, Abby, from your perspective, when you're working with kids, does that thought of legacy come into your play mind, in your mind? And I'm sure it does. I don't want to put you on the spot. But, I mean, you have to have a focus like that somewhere. Oh, somehow. absolutely. You know, it, it's a farm. And I, I told you earlier when we were talking that, you know, we really kind of ripped off the concept for the farm from Scripture from Romans one twenty says that um, the invisible things of God are plainly seen through his creation. So we think, all right, if we sit back and look at creation, what does it say about a legacy? It says what you have planted in the ground, that shall you also reap. And to the degree that we plant, to that degree will we reap it. And so we can't say, I want to, um, I want to plant very sparsely and hope that my legacy will be great. You can't do it. But if I want to deposit into young people hope and courage and encouragement, if I want to deposit faith and um, confidence, then I know that that harvest will come because you can't beat nature. It's going to happen. You know, I, I think the best thing that, that needs to be conveyed in this program is legacy doesn't start when you're 60, you know, or, or 70 or 80. Legacy starts when you, you know, you're 18, you're yeah. 20, you get married, you have your first child. Uh, you know, those are that's that's when you start. You don't wait till you're 60 and say, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But think about what you're doing now. We we talk about life insurance and the reality that life insurance can leave a wealth or certain amount of money and it can be pennies on a dollar. I mean, you can literally do that. When we come back, Latrice, I want you to give me a few of those pointers about how you can do that, because so many times maybe somebody wants to make a gift to the ARC Farms and do it through life insurance. Mm-hmm. That's leaving a legacy. And that, to me, is what's so critical for people to understand. If you have a desire, we can help them find a way. Stay with us. We'll be back with more of Talk Money in just a moment. 
podcast of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs. It's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Abby Malwong and ARK Farms are not affiliated with Shoemaker Financial or Securing Financial Services. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. We're talking with Latrice McLean, and we're talking about leaving a legacy. And Amy Malwong from ARK, the ARK, the farms here, that's the... uh, Nonprofit Community Outreach Farm, and they're talking about leaving a legacy. And Latrice, before the break, we talked about so many times that people want to do something. They 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 felt like, well, you know, they they forget that their legacy is those things they've taught that that core values that you know the the philosophy of life and how to go through that process of understanding that it's uh, more than assets. But they want to leave assets. They want to say, I want my children or my grandchildren. To have a little bit of an upstep, you know, maybe they want to do that. Or they've said, you know, I've spent a lifetime creating, you know, this ministry or this particular whatever, like like Abby. And they say, or I've been involved, I've done this, whatever it is, I want to leave something for them. We talk about doing it through life insurance. Help us out with yeah. that. Well, you think about life insurance, a lot of people will say, okay, if I have life insurance, I will, that gives me peace of mind to know, okay, when I pass away... My family's going to be taken care of. And when I pass away, they don't have to worry about paying for any debt. You know, my, my children who need to uh, get to college, they'll have some money. My, my spouse won't have to worry about that. She can prepare them and get them off to college. Um, an example I have of a young man, um, he was talking about receiving life insurance from his mom. And he said, you know what? I was able to purchase my first house yeah. because my mom had life insurance. And that's a big deal. That was a big, big deal to him. Well, you know, you think about that. That's ownership. That is, is. stepping up and saying, mm-hmm. I am able to do really part of the American dream. And mom and her thinking said, yes. this is what I want to do for my son. Exactly. And, and also, I encourage people to meet with an estate planning attorney and work with them with getting a trust set up so you can have all of your wishes that you want for your family when you've passed away, that to be taken care of, whether it's, okay, who will take care of my children that are minors? Who, how will the property be split up? Um, how will other things be divvied out? That way, you know, things won't be in a mess or a ruckus when you pass away. Things will be in order. You know, you mentioned a mess and ruckus because we both experienced a mess and a ruckus. And, uh, you know, the the thing is that people think, well, that's okay. I'm I'm gone. I don't care, you know. But you can really see money a lot of times destroy a family. Yes. And that's a legacy. Yes. So if you're looking to try to protect what you have created, mm-hmm. and again, listen, folks, this is not about whether you're as, as wealthy as Bill Gates. That's not nobody's there. But, we're you know, we're talking about somebody who, you know, you've just worked. You've just done what you're supposed to do. You've got a family. You've got a home. You've got some stuff. And you want to make sure that it's given to the people that you want it to be given to. The right amounts, 
and nobody gets all, as you said, ruckus. Yes. So you talk about a trust and a will, and that's something mm-hmm. that I know you encourage people. You do that yes. all the time. Exactly. Um, like I said, it's a part of that, having that peace of mind and, and knowing that everything is going to be fine. And, of course, your your family will be grieving about you, but that's something extra that you don't have to worry about. If you want to talk with Latrice, just uh, her telephone number is 757-5757. That's Latrice McClin. She's a Shoemaker Financial Advisor. Give her a call because, you know, she's talking about what you're really doing. You're spending your life. You're working it. You're playing Monopoly. Upon some point in time, you're going to put it back in the box. Is it going back the way you want it to? Give her a call, 757-5757. Guys, we're about done. Boy, this has gone by in a whirlwind. Great to talk with both of you. Abby, I want you to tell me, you mentioned during the break what you say to the people there at ARC Farms, and that is the history. Talk about that. Well, one of the things that we say at the farm is this is your piece of history. You are taking this time and space to live on the earth. This is where you are. What will you have done with it? What's history going to write about you? This is your legacy. You are living it right now. You know, and that is, people need to ask that question every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it might change the way we would look at each other and how we might act with each other, how we might share respect for each other if we think, you know, I am making a mark in history. What is it going to be? Is it something I'm going to be proud of? My family going to be proud of? Or is it something that's going to be a disaster and I'm going to be talked about and not in the right frame of mind? Mm-hmm. So easy to do, too. So easy to make a mistake. If you just tuned in, again, we've been talking with Abby Mawong from the, she's the executive director of ARC Farms. You need to know some things about their funding. They are a 501c3. Abby was telling me they got to print rye. They do that because they got animals. It's that time of the year, and they need to pay for the rye. So you need to pick up the checkbook, mail her a check, call her, tell her what you want to do. Abby at cometothefarm.org or her telephone number, 334-7225. Now, Abby, how do people get involved? You know, I'm glad you asked that. We really do want people to come to the farm and, as we would say, put your shoulder to the plow and push. We do need funding and donations, but the rye is not going to put itself out there. And the truth is that we've got 54 acres to take care of. And whether we have participants on the farm at that time or not, we always have the animals to take care of. People ask us, how often do you work? And I say, every day the animals need to be fed. Every day. They don't take a rest, do they? They don't take. You can't just have a sick day. So we invite volunteers. You do need to fill out the paperwork to be a volunteer. But we want you to come and be involved. Help us get the word out. So many people don't know that we're here, the work that we're doing but it takes a lot of hands, and many hands make light work. So a volunteer bring their kids, bring their grandkids. Their... Right. All, all visits to the farm need to be scheduled because we do work with sometimes highly specialized populations, and if they're there for a therapeutic visit, then that's not interrupted. But if you'll schedule on, you can go to cometothefarm.org, uh, which is our website, and you can look, schedule a visit, and or volunteer, and there's a form to fill out. And that's really just so that we know who's there when, and um, we can set that up for a uh, for beneficial time for everybody. Well, we are excited about uh, sharing the farm. That's a, I like it. I think it's great. I appreciate you being here today. Family Farm Day is October the 14th, 1 to 5, 334-7225. That's 
334-7225. Abby Malwong and Sal, uh, Ark Farms, do do-overs, do-overs, that's what I'm saying, here. I like it, lady. Thank you so much for being a part of the program today. Thank you for having me. Latrice, great job, Legacy. So what it's about, isn't it? That's what it's about. Thank you, lady. Appreciate you being here. Our producer and board operator, Gil Worth. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moscovich. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier. And written by Drew Johnson. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Very glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much for paying attention. You get to know more about... Ark, Ark Farms. Stay with us. We're here every week helping you make the most of your money. Latrice McLenn is a registered representative, and Jim Shoemaker is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Secure and Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.